tuned in to Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit simplecast.com. All right, welcome back, friends. We're uh, Shift Drink at uh, Full Service Radio, broadcasting live from the Lion Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. I'm Matthew Ramsey, porn burger chef, Kurt Russell stunt double, and illegal mezcal ambassador. <laughs> I am Eddie Kim, D.C. writer, musicals lover, and sneaky barman about town. Every week, we share a shift drink and swap war stories from behind the line with chefs, bartenders, bakers, and brewers, and anyone who touches this all-encompassing industry. So today, we are joined by local vor and uh, hip-hop enthusiast, <laughs> um, Sam Atkins, uh, executive chef and owner of Sally's Middle Name. Hello. Welcome. Hi. Yeah. Not just anybody gets that round of applause. You should know oh, that. Oh, really? No, it's not canned at all. No. I get it all the time, actually. Yeah, yeah. Just walking down the street. That's why. I, I mean, that's you play it pretty really cool, thing. so I'm, I'm guessing that's what <laughs> happens. Um, so this is Shift Drink. Uh, today, you requested... I requested uh, seltzer water, pretty much, because it's all I ever drink anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's... So just disclaimer, I, I, I work at Sally's occasionally, but that's pretty much we just chug seltzer water. <laughs> Like, it's kind of strange. It's it's the most sober restaurant I've ever worked at in my entire life. It's very. It's just strange. There's nobody like hanging out, pounding yeah. booze at the yeah. end of the night. Is it, is, it because they, no, is it because you think they take a cue from you? I I think so. Maybe. Um, I mean, I you know I don't even I didn't even quit drinking. I just kind of like slowly but surely stopped enjoying it as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. But and so it it's just I don't know. It's not in the it's not in the... Well, I'll tell you, it's a nice breather from all the other weeks that we've had shift drinks. And even, <laughs> the, even the week when we were supposed to be dry, we still uh-huh. had we, <laughs> quite the potent we had, shift drink. Yeah, we had cannabis-infused coffee. Uh, so, oh, so, that should, uh, it's not, it's nice to have show. a Monday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a nice sober Monday. <laughs> uh, I actually... Uh, I wish I could show everybody a picture of the 16 12-can cases of seltzer water that I bought yesterday yeah. and all I had room for uh, we're changing the sinks at Sally's so that my the back of my car was full of sinks oh my god and uh, so I just put it in the passenger side and like put the seatbelt on it <laughs> and there's just this huge you know yeah my buddy seltzer yeah everything and the kitchen sink yeah exa- exactly is that uh, the new <laughs> you're gonna start decorating Sally's with just the wall of LaCro- is it LaCroix your no, brand no, no, of choice no no no, no, no. I, I, I'm, I'm strictly giant Giant. Yeah. Is it, do you go flavored usually? Or you oh, I'm, yeah, flavored. Flavors. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. Um, Which flavor then? All, all of them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Except for anything like with berry, because that just tastes like cough syrup. Yeah. But you know, mostly citrus. Elizabeth like, is continually astonished by by how many cans of sparkling water I can crush in just a single day. Yeah. Um, it's my my wife is a freak of nature who likes warm seltzer water. Okay. Uh, so there's kind of this little game that we play <laughs> with, like me cycling things in the fridge, and when it starts getting low, it's like who gets the last case. 
it's a it's a power struggle. Yeah. <laughs> power I just worry for the human race that yeah. we're all just going to start like evolve away from regular water and just yeah, start drinking I, acidic carbonated water. I feel like I'm not properly <laughs> hydrated on days that I'm not at work because I like I can't I can't find enough seltzer water out in the yeah, world. I have a hard which time, is ridiculous. I have a hard time drinking flat water. I call I call it. <laughs> This is real. I call it. I call it stale, sparkling water. It's a. It's like a. It's a real problem. Plebeian. This yes. is an av- advisory notice. Sparkling water does prevent the absorption of nutrients. Your, no, your it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. There's nothing wrong with it. I've done extensive research. It doesn't hurt your teeth. It doesn't make you be able to exercise longer. I like. I read that once. That like. Oh, don't drink carbonated water because the CO two will like. You know, affect your ability your to work out. Yeah. What are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> Busting myths. Um, well, let's jump into uh, learning a little bit more about you. Okay. Uh, we have a little game we call Two Truths, One Lie. All right. Uh, this is basically uh, where you're going to kind of just tell us all three things, and uh, we're going to decide which one of them is true and which is the lie. All right. And then we're going to rewind for a second because. Two truths, one lie. Oh, All right. There Our sound is. man was running slow today. <laughs> it's all that cucumber water. It's all that cucumber oh. water. It affects, it, it affects, it affects, it affects your reaction your speed. Yeah, it makes you stupid. Yeah. All right, it's a lie to us. Okay, uh, so. Um, first one is I got kicked out of culinary school for stealing the security guard golf cart. Okay. That sounds very you. Um, the second one is I've only ever worked in a restaurant. Never another job. And the third one is that it's fantastic to open your own restaurant. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. A devilish smile. Oh, um, man, that's like potentially very loaded. Yeah. Um, oh, jeez. It's a tough one. I don't know. I'm, I kind of think I kind of thought two was the lie, but then I'm like, I, I was thinking two as well. All right, let's go two. Okay, two. Uh, no, no, it's three. It's three. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, Say I, it's not true. Oh. I, I thought also like. Is it a truth or is it a lie? Okay. I think also, like, it's a double-edged sword. Like, there are some times when you're like, what the hell am I doing and why have I done this? This is terrible. And then there's other times when you're like, this is the greatest thing in the world. Right. So, right. I thought I'd play with it a little so bit. So it's another edition of Two Truths, One Lie, that actually <laughs> kind of work out. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but actually, we wanted to ask you, uh, well, tell us a little bit about Sally's middle name and what you do. Um... Oh, just to let you know, uh, Sally's middle name is located on 8th Street. Yep. Uh, what's the address? 1328th Street. So it's, um, so it's Northeast. And, yeah, um, northeast. It's in the Atlas District. It's a little bit of a, a jaunt away from the hotel, but, um, you know, easy. Definitely, definitely worth the journey. Yep. I feel like I'm back in my roots here. Yeah. Like a line. Yeah. I spent so much time in Adams Morgan. Uh, I worked at Cashins for like five, six years. I worked at the Reef for two. Oh, I and didn't realize you worked at the reef. reef. Yeah, I opened up the Reef. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The very first. The um, reef is not what? Mellow Mushroom? No. No, no, no. It's Roofers uh, Union. Roofers Union. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
So Sally's Sally's uh, middle name is uh, I'll get it right out of the way. Sally's middle name is my sister's name is Sally, and uh, she doesn't have a middle name, and she always wanted a middle name uh, because my middle name is uh, quite regal. It's whoa, Ulysses. Whoa. <laughs> okay, and. Um, also, if she was a boy, she was going to be named Cooper Abraxas Adkins. So she felt like she got the short end of the stick. Abraxas is powerful, too. Abraxas is pretty badass. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so there was a time when she wanted to change her name. And then I, I told her that I would name my, my restaurant the Sally's middle name. That's yeah. amazing. So, um, and what we do there, uh, it's a little, you know, Whenever you open a restaurant that's not very obviously specific one kind of food or a not. Um, sorry, I have to burp. I'm drinking a lot of soda. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, we, we can all burp in tandem. It's yeah. Um, but then it's difficult to put a name on, on what you do. Sure. And it's important that you do. Uh, but then again, you don't want to sound uh, like a douchebag. Yeah. So, uh, you know. Sally's is smaller plates, made to share. Um, you know, I don't want to call it tapas because it's not 1993. Um, <laughs> I don't want to call it. Um, you know, uh, in my head, what Sally's is is like American dim sum in a way. Um, sure. Have you guys ever been Minus to ANJ's? Yeah. 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 Anjay's in so like, Virginia. Yeah. And, or or in or in Rockville. Oh yes. Yeah, yes, yes. yes. We've had we've had previous conversations about Anjay. Yeah. Great noodles. Great noodles. Just a fantastic place. I love the fact that there's just like a bunch of older ladies in denim shirts, and <laughs> they only play classical music, and they just take care of you so well. I used to go in there and eat like order everything by myself. No, I think I, I think I saw your wife earlier in some version of blue denim. Is this a coincidence or <laughs> is this a thing? I don't know. Maybe subconsciously, <laughs> you know. Um, so I'd order all these things, and they'd be like, "No, that that's too much. Like, don't. It, that's going to be too much." And I'd yeah. be like, no, no, no. Trust me, I got it. Look at me, white boy. <laughs> yeah, I, I got it. Look at this. Um, and uh, about ten dishes in, as I'm like just trying not to pass out from overeating they'd be like i told you so yeah <laughs> i didn't i didn't bring you those two items because i knew that it was too much yeah. right so they take care of you um but that menu is kind of like the basis for our menu gotcha um varying different sizes of plates um you get them when they're ready uh and and it's supposed to share it, it's pretty much you know when you open a restaurant you want it to um reflect you as much as possible uh and and that's what we wanted to do here at uh, uh at sally's yeah you know it re- it reflects afra's aesthetic um it re- reflects like how we like to eat um it reflects how we like to cook um it's super easy for the kitchen which reflects me sure you know? so i mean I think you, you previously came from from caches which we just discussed uh-huh. is kind yeah. of a Adams Morgan establishment uh, for 20 years. Yeah. Uh, you've seen some pretty ridiculous change in this neighborhood over the years. Uh, right. I almost see a lot of comparisons between Adams Morgan and where you're currently at over on 8th Street. Right. Uh, kind of a transitional neighborhood. What are you looking to accomplish with your food in these neighborhoods? I mean, because um, Cashins was also, you guys change your menu regularly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I think that um, there's a little bit of trying to break out of the norm um, and stop having people be so serious about it, you know? Like, it's supposed to be fun. You're supposed to go out to eat. You're supposed to experience things. Um, I also think that it should be fun for us, the people that work in the kitchen. Um, You know, that's a part of why our menu changes. Uh, It should also reflect, like, where we are um, in the world. Um, You know, Sally's is very local, very seasonal. Hyper, hyper. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I mean, not as hyper as some, but, you know, we do our best. Um, And that's why we wanted it to change. Um, you know, you know, sometimes you just get car dunes for two weeks or three days. You know, sometimes you just get things for a little bit and you should be able to change. Sure. You know, you should want it. I mean, I, I don't want to eat the same thing all the time. Yeah. Um, right. so, but compared, uh, compared to the Adams Morgan neighborhood and where you moved to eight street, right. I mean, was there, was eight street just kind of lacking in this food? Is that, is that why you picked that neighborhood? No. I mean, I, I think that, you know, Matthew who, uh, you know, looking for a space, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, it's difficult to find it. And, you know, um, this space just really just fell in our laps. You know, um, it's really funny. We, you know, uh, this particular morning we were like, do we go to Jimmy T's or do we go to Union Market? We decided to go to Union Market. And we we're walking past, you know, Honeycomb when it was still open. And Eric was like, hey, you want a restaurant, right? I got one for you. And that was it, you know? That's amazing. Yeah, crazy. So Eric Britter Yang now yeah. uh, of Maketo and Brothers and Sisters and yeah. all the other things going on. Yeah. And he just was like, I got this deal for you. And it used to be the old uh, Pizza Parts and Service. And before that, it was Steak and Ice. Yeah. And um, for us, it, it... So you literally went the complete opposite direction when it came to junk food. <laughs> and now you're doing yeah, super seasonal yeah, vegetables. Yeah. And I, I mean, I guess like the goal of Sally's... Is, you know, we really just want to become a restaurant. Uh, I mean, a neighborhood spot, you know, where we do what we do and people enjoy it. Yeah. I don't know if that's possible anymore, but I'm hoping so. I think it is. Um, it's funny that you mentioned Honeycomb because when Honeycomb first opened, they had a lot of items there. It's a, it was like a small grocery and union right. market. A lot of Asian <coughs> goods, a lot of house fermented goods, mm-hmm. vinegars, uh, right. kimchi, right. sauerkraut. Um, and you do a little bit of that at Sally's. As much as we possibly you do can. a lot about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we just, just, we yeah. just like fermented vegetables. Also, it's, it's like the ability to take the season and stretch it a little bit longer. It's another dynamic for the food. It's also just like kind of the, another piece of that puzzle that we can use uh, as far as like, um, you know, we need acid, you know, sure. for this. We need a sourness or we're trying to take... You know, uh, Sally's does a lot of vegetables, uh, so we're trying to take, like, kind of a simple vegetable, and without adding meat, we're adding, like, this... Uh, Italian cookery, like umami and yeah, other exactly. flavors without yeah. without having to add in meat. So it's... it's Our question was going to be, it's both... Was it more of an ideology to for focusing on local foods, or was it, like, flavor prefer- preference, that you just love the taste of... I mean, I think foods? it's just it's just both. Yeah. You know? Like, I, I don't think it's one or the other. I think it's... Uh, um, it's super fun. I think it's kind of magical, honestly. Like you put vegetables in salt water, and all of a sudden you get this totally different taste. It's also very new for me, and I think new for like the American palate. Um, 
All that funk, yeah. Yeah, all yeah. that funk, and you know, we're just not used to it. We don't, we don't do it here. I mean, what's what? All we know of fermented vegetables is, is uh, is sauerkraut. Well, at least white people. Sure. You know, yeah. What do you have gurgling in your back room right now? I have nothing. It's driving me insane. <laughs> We've been so uh, we're getting ready for kind of like a transition. Uh, Afra and I out. are having another baby. So, like, we're trying to just kind of nail some stuff down. And we haven't had time for some, some extra. The, some extra the one thing I asked for for Christmas was a fermentation crock. Yeah. And I got it, but yeah. I, haven't, I haven't done anything with it yet. Did you get, like, the like the ceramic one? Ceramic, yeah. Oh, those so are, yeah. I want, I'm, I'm hoping to make a corn miso. So if you have okay. any tips or suggestions. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. yeah. Not miso. <laughs> okay. So I'm miss. very, I'm a beginner in fermentation. Yeah. Right? Um, because the bartenders don't really have to do deal with that. Right. <laughs> Uh, Even though what do you we need? do oh. have a fermented green tomato. So we ferment green tomatoes, and then we save the brine, and then yeah. Gary has made like a martini from the brine. So it's like our dirty martini. That's pretty and awesome. And he like a bunch of herbs in the, vin- in, the, in the civic vodka that we get from Republic Restoratives. Even, even keeping the, the booze local. Yeah, try it. Do it our best. I mean, yeah. bartend. Yeah, it's the new. It's the new kind of thing for bartenders. Yeah. I know we can make tapache, which is fermented pineapple. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucas Smith over at Cottonry Distillery here in DC. He's doing crazy things with. Yeah. He ferments water. What? With, <laughs> he uses kefir grains, and then he, he calls it fermented water, which I'm not exactly sure. Um, I don't know if that's the specifics thing. of it. We'll have to get. But uh, you can get pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, but what do you need? Equipment-wise, I don't know. Oh, all you need, really, the uh, they make these great plastic uh, fermentation buckets. Uh, they're not very expensive. This is like HMR, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I mean, I, I got them online, okay. and they're like, they look kind of terracotta-looking, and they pretty much, it's like a, you know, it's round with a with a round gasket, and it, you, it pushes the... Um, Vegetables underneath the brine, oh. and like mm-hmm. you're done. Yeah, that's awesome. A three percent, you know, salt water solution, and you just let it sit for three, four weeks. What was your base? Like your the ferment you were like most happy with, the most successful. You guys had a. Pr- I mean, you guys had made some pretty rocking kimchi in the past. Yeah, we made a really great like daikon and Asian pear kimchi that came out really well. Um, well, even your hot sauces. Yeah, I think probably the the most the most successful one is, is the hot sauce. Yeah, and you know, Mandy just tweaked that until it came out wonderful. Yeah, and you know that's her genius. She just tweaks stuff, and you know, so it's, that's like ground ground carrots and habanero chilies and salt, and then um, she blends it with some more oil and a little Szechuan peppercorn, and that's my favorite hot sauce. Yeah. Right on. Well, we're going to take a quick break and step out for a second. Uh, We have Sam Adkins in the studio of Sally's Middle Name, and I'm Matthew Ramsey with Eddie Kim, and you're listening to Shift Drink. Oh, 
what you're listening to on the break here. Artist named Keto, K-I-E-D-O. Find him on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash keto. We'll be right back on Shift Drink. All right, we are back. This is Shift Drink. Uh, I'm Matthew Ramsey. I'm Eddie Kim. And we are joined by Sam Atkins of Sally's Middle Name. Sam, I feel like it's rare these days to... uh, to work behind the line without a tattoo. Uh-huh. What are you hiding? I have I have numerous. Oh, you do? Yeah. What? I have uh <laughs> do you really? Yeah. One. How do I not know this? I I I honestly don't know. I well, like, you've probably Eddie never Kim, seen me naked. Get, this is going to get yeah. him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, what do you have? I have uh oh man. So my first tattoo <laughs> um is the god, this is so embarrassing. It's the Japanese symbol for flavor. <laughs> yeah. That rocks, though. Flavor yeah. town. <laughs> no, just, just flavor. No, like a like, fla- flavor town, and you have, like, Guy Fieri on your ass. Yeah. 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 Fuck it. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I, th- I thought Guy Fieri was Japanese for flavor. Am I, is that, <laughs> I've been doing that wrong the whole time. Yeah. The frosted tip. Have you, ever, have you ever seen that meme that's, like, Guy Fieri, like, dips a, dips a bullet in... Barbecue sauce, blows <laughs> no. a revolver, puts it to his head, and he says, One last ticket to Flavor Town. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh. It's terrible. Oh, no. Yeah. Right. Uh, so you have flavor? I have flavor. I have like a, a huge one on my back of uh, like a. It's like my mom's funeral announcement. My okay. mom died when I was very young. Yeah. So um, I have the DC symbol from underneath the Dumbarton Bridge. Okay. Um, wow. As you pass underneath the Dumbarton, you, you grew up around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I've lived in DC ever since I was about three and a half. Okay. So, um, when you pass under the Dumbarton Bridge on like the, I don't know what the thing, the pillars. Sure. They have like this little cool DC uh, symbol. Yeah. And, and just, it's the flag, the three stars and two bars. No, no, or? no. It's like. Um, it's actually kind of like one of the nationals. It's similar to the Nationals, where it's like a, a D, and then the C is kind of interlocked in it, cool. like one above the other. Yeah. But this one has vines and stuff growing through it. Oh, that's neat. This that's is basically just my way of getting you to take off your shirt in the but, studio. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's not, uh, <laughs> We've done so, a lot of firsts in the studio. Thank you for First that. person go bare-assed. <laughs> um, well, the, then that would mean like only one of us would be wearing a meats and foods sweatshirt. Oh, okay, so yeah, <laughs> yeah um, we did not coordinate. Let's but clear the air here because our unofficial sponsors for the show and uh, are, are meats and foods. Yeah. located uh, on Florida Avenue. Uh, <laughs> Scott and Anna, the owners, were on our show last week, uh, and we love them quite a bit. So we yeah. love to show them our love. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and we are, in fact, still running a uh, a fan art uh, competition. Uh, one winner who uh, to rule them all, one, like a, yeah. The Chilito fan art, yeah. Scott may or may not. The satisfaction is that Scott may or may not wear your fan art, uh, uh, and you'll also wow. you'll also get a Chilito. On, um, Sam on will get a tattooed on himself. Yeah, some real incentive. Chilito, <laughs> 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 and maybe I'll wear your shirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. What else could you Man. need? I mean, I'll do pretty much anything for Chilito. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that, is true. that is true. Uh, yeah, and then just recently, I got five thirty tattooed on my arm okay yeah and that just means like you know i don't know i just lived by 5 30 ever since that's the I was time everything 16 opens up. years old 
like 5.30, like, be ready at fucking 5.30. Oh, that's when you're... Yeah, that's when yeah. That's like, that's open. it. Every single day, I feel, whether I'm working or not, I get just a little bit nervous at wow. 5.30. Like, you, yeah, it's something that you're just always present with. Like, oh, yeah. service is about yeah. to begin. Two hours, one it's, hour, yeah. 15 minutes. This is never going to happen. Yeah. I guess that is true for all of us who work yeah. in the yeah. industry. Yeah. It's around 5, 5.30, we all just get... Yeah, it's a Pavlovian you got, response. You gotta be open. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, uh, let's uh, let's talk about. Um, so you st- you were a chef at Cashins for a long time. No, no, uh, a chef, a chef, uh, yeah, yeah, a chef yeah, yeah, at yeah. Cashins. Yeah. And then when you moved over to opening up Sally's middle name, uh-huh. you became an owner. Yes, but uh, when you're being when, when you're in the lot or as an owner, we've seen. Matthew has said he's seen you, you know, busing, bartending, you know, hosting, right. waiting on tables. Uh, is, yeah. What's it like to have your role be, change every day? And now that you have your ownership role. It's super exciting. Like, um, it's, it's one of the things that I, that I like most about it. Um, I think, like, my favorite uh, job in the, in the kitchen was, like, what they call the tournée. Like, mm-hmm. the guy who just went around to every station, like... If somebody was busy, somebody needed help. I 100% uh, agree with you. Yeah. That's... And like you just, you're just going over and helping and helping and helping and helping. And, you know, you know, uh, so um, for me, you know, there was a time where I had to manage the restaurant, manage the front of the house. It is, it is not something that I'm, I'm very good at. I can fully <laughs> admit that. Uh, but I learned a lot. And I also, you know, coming from a chef background... I will say that I just learned like a ton of respect, a ton of more respect for the front of the house and what they do. Sure. Um, What's you your know. second favorite job? I mean, like outside the kitchen. Um, barback, hands down. Barback is my good joint right there. Yeah. I used to work at the reef, and after work, I used to go and barback <laughs> just for fun. I think oh, it's just man. thrilling. I, I wouldn't even do it for money. <laughs> We had like a bar downstairs that used to get crushed, and like I would just go down there and just bust it out. In the industry, we, we actually call that starbacking. Yeah, when it's you're obviously way overqualified to be a barback, <laughs> but you do it just for fun, just for fun, just to help out. Yeah, it's great. Um, well, that, I feel like that's almost like the like the bar side of tourneying. Like, yeah, 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 absolutely. You're you're assisting. You don't behind. have to talk to anybody. Yeah. You don't have any responsibilities. You're, like like what you you're, what you're doing. You know exactly what you have to do. Like there's no question. There's no like should I be doing this before this? No. You just need go pick up glasses and wash them and do them and ice. Do it fast. Anyway, yeah. The basics. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I. As coming from a, the kitchen, I think you know, the kitchen's always like, man, eh, front of the house, they don't work hard, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm back here sweating and blah. And then I worked in the front of the house and, oh, my God. Yeah. I ran <laughs> all night. All you do is just walk and walk and walk and walk and walk. Yeah, walk. yeah, exactly. It's crazy. And then you have to deal with people. <laughs> you have to, like, be brave and say, oh, what, what can I do for you, miss? I hate your guts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the actually one of the funny parts about the dichotomy between back of the house and the front of the house yeah. is tipping. Yeah, and Sally's middle name made waves when it first opened as right. Right. eliminating tipping. Yes, and we've seen a number of other 
um, restaurateurs try to follow in the, right. that, that footsteps. Danny Meyer, um, mm-hmm. uh, David Chang up in New right, York. Right, right. Um, how has that experience changed for you at the restaurants? Um, well, we started out, and I, I guess uh, we wanted to, on both sides, have it so the front of the house and the back of the house were both making good money. You know. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to have uh, the front of the house and the back of the house, you know, kind of switch their roles as far as like their their inspiration. You know, their uh, what is that called? I forget. Uh, their inspiration for doing a good job. Sure. Their motivation. Motivation. There it is. Yeah. Um, so for the front of the house, usually it's it's the tips, making sure the customer's happy, making sure they get everything that they need, and then for the back of the house, it's like. The workhorse, right? The yeah. stuff that you get paid hourly for. Um, and I wanted them to share that a little bit so that the back of the house was invested in making sure that every table was super happy. And when they said, hey, this person wants this, they'd be like, absolutely. You know, instead of hemming and hawing and saying like, oh, they're not really gluten free and blah, blah, you know. Right. And then also on the flip side, I wanted the servers, I wanted to be able to say, hey, I need you to clean the bathrooms. Yeah. But if I'm paying you, you know, thirteen dollars an hour, you should probably clean the bathrooms instead of saying, "Well, you only really pay me, you know, two fifty an hour." Right. Um, well, I, I mean, unfor- yeah, huh? coming from your background too, like behind the line, it, right? It gets fr- that discrepancy gets a little frustrating. It gets a little frustrating. Um, but unfortunately, the way that it's set up now is, uh, you know, we couldn't we couldn't do it. It, it just got to be too expensive for the business because um, in order to be able to share the tips, so what we did was just put a 18% service charge on every single check. That's the only way that we can share it with anybody but the front of the house. So then it's recorded as sales. So then you get taxed on the sales oh, tax. Uh, no. And then you also have to pay that as a, as a, a wage because it's not a tip, and so you get taxed on payroll tax. So we were pretty much failing as a business because of that. Yeah. And is, is, this a, is this a dream that will never be? Because we know that it's Danny Meyer and, and those guys have had problems with it. They've had they've had a lot of problems with it, and they've they've stopped doing it at a bunch of restaurants. Yeah. You know, like people were all all about it, and then they realized, you know, that their margins are are slim enough in in the in a restaurant and. Uh, and they couldn't do it. Yeah, I think that. I think that it is a dream that can that can happen. Just there needs to be laws that change the way it's taxed. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. There, I, I think there has to be like specifications for restaurants and how that goes. So. Well, we are kind of getting to the end of our, our time here. All right. Uh, we do a little game at the end that we call uh, rapid fire. This is so much fun. No big deal. Uh, uh, so basically, yeah. Well, I was going to say shout out to DJ Rectech for all of our sound yeah, effects. He's, he's we absolutely man. love you. Um, but rapid fire, basically, we're just going to ask you a serious question. It's kind of the first thing that uh, hits your tongue. Okay. So, uh, Eddie Kim, start us off. This is my question. I'm very proud of it. What's your porn name? And... Describe it. It's your childhood street name and the name of your first pet. Uh, 
38th Kipper. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't work. I think it does. <laughs> Eddie, did you make up those parameters? No, I, no, no, that's like a no, thing. I, 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 those are yeah. I don't know those off the top of my head, so we'll do parameters. a little research. And uh, okay. it, If I had to pick eat. one, it would definitely be Antoine Pelham. Antoine Pelham. Wow. Yeah. But so, not Antoine with like a T-O-I-N-E, but like A-N-T-W-O-N. Oh, like okay. Antoine. <laughs> uh, I love that you had an alternate, though, for yeah. 38 Kipper. <laughs> 38th Kipper. Yeah. Uh, most recently purchased cookbook. Um, Land of Plenty, okay. which is a Szechuan cookbook that has my... Um, uh, there's great recipes and, and uh, a fantastic Kung Pao chicken recipe in it. I'm, I'm going to backtrack. What, what was Kipper? Kipper was a cat that died. <laughs> yeah, I guess Kipper could have really been anything. It could have been anything. Yeah. And for the longest time, we it could have been somebody else. We gave my dad name. shit because like it died underneath the table, and uh, my dad notoriously hated pets. And we're like, you killed Kipper. Like you kicked it under the table and you killed it. <laughs> oh. I, like, I didn't kill the cat. For God's sake. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Poor name. Uh, Wu Tang or MF Doom. Oh man, that is a tough one. Yeah. But uh, I got to go with Wu Tang. Yeah. But I, like, I I don't understand how you can pick like. That's so tough. Yeah. <laughs> we asked the hard questions here. Yeah. Uh, most memorable bite in recent history. Most memorable bite. Um. I know that there is one. In recent. Oh, scallops, raw scallops in Narragansett, Rhode Island. Just yeah, like dressed in like olive oil. Just just yeah. like just like uh, no, just like right on the half scallops. shell. Ooh, yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, we went to this place that has its kind of own oyster pond, and middle of winter, and like the scallops were just amazing, and um, they're bay scallops, so super small. And uh, it reminded me, my, my aunt said when she was a teenager, she used to go to New Bedford, which is like a big fishery town, yeah. this old whaling town. And she would buy like uh, scallops and drive them back up like for the family. Yeah. And she would get a pound just for her and just <laughs> eat them in the car like popcorn. Just eat them raw. Just they were just so fresh and so nice. I yeah. will say DC Fishwife, uh, if you uh-huh. this place in uh, Union Market. When I get scallops, I mean, I don't, I don't, I have never cooked a single one of her scallops. I just eat them raw. Yeah. The, yeah, the sushi grade scallops oh, there. They're yeah. so good. They're so buttery. If you were to open up another restaurant after Sally's middle name, we'll call, what it, kind, Sa- we'll call it Sally's other middle name. <laughs> uh, what kind of cuisine would it be? Pasta. Pasta? Yeah. Nice. Like straight up and down. Yeah, like I can see that. Nothing but. Just pasta. Just pasta. I think like it's it's like it's like missing in DC. That's a running theme. That's not the first time someone said Yeah, I agree. Pasta. Just like like not crazy expensive, just like straight ahead, like yeah. pasta, handmade, done. Wait, and you guys always have a really awesome pasta. We try your, we try to, yeah. yeah. And it's also just something I've really like I was scared about for a really long time and um 
John from Tail Up Goat worked at Sally's for a little bit and gave me just like some really great pointers. And now all of a sudden it's something I really enjoy doing. So, nice. Yeah. What's your favorite pasta in the city right now? Anything by Tail Up Goat, pretty much. Just like anything. Yeah. All, every single one that they do. Uh, yeah. And for our listeners uh, in the hotel right now, uh, Tail Up Goat is actually just around the corner here in Adams Morgan. So definitely go check it out. Um, crawling distance. Crawling yeah. distance, yeah. <laughs> I usually crawl from it. Yeah. <laughs> Run to uh, it, crawl from it. I, I've worked with you in the kitchen, so I, I feel like I, I know a few of these. But uh, what's your number one kitchen pet peeve? Um, kitchen pet peeve. Uh, I would have to say, like, disorganized spoons. Yeah? Yeah. Like, you got to have your spoons, like, tight. Yeah. Chef's and spoons. <laughs> so classic. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just, like, these go here, these go here, and, like, just do it the same way every time, or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose my mind. <laughs> Are you the type of chef that, has, that uses antique spoons? I, I have some, but, you know, I'm a, I'm a Kuntz spoon man. I don't know if you ever hear of the Grey Kuntz spoons, but they're, like, uh, Grey Kuntz was, uh, he was a chef, and he was a chef of Les Pinas. And he had the spoon design that's just perfect. It's perfect in every way for cooking. It's two and a half tablespoons. <laughs> it's like super strong. Like you can't bend it with your with your hands. You know, it's made out of really great steel. It's just it's just beautiful. Yeah. And you can buy these now. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm seeing another tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think that might be just a little played out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you could stodge under any chef right now, anywhere in the world, all expenses paid, who would it be? Um, you know, I have, I really don't know. I'm not like much of like a, yeah, that's tough. I don't know. Sorry. No. How about what kind of, what kind of food do you want to learn the most? Um... I'm not letting you off the hook. You're not letting me off the hook. I, I don't think it would be like uh, Nordic. Um, I think maybe that's so tough. Probably French. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm well versed in French just from being the age that I am and like starting when I did. Pretty much your whole basis is in France and in, in French cuisine. Um, yeah, sorry, it's just nothing I ever think about. Yeah. <laughs> I think our next question might be just as hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a little thing we call Mary Fuck Kill. Fuck. Mary. Kill. <laughs> All right. So uh, this is we junk did, snack kryptonite. We did a little research on this beforehand. Okay. So. Uh, so one of these you're going to marry, one of these you're going to fuck, and one of these you're going to kill. Okay. You ready? Yeah. All right. Hers Heinz ketchup flavored potato chips. Okay. Ben and Jerry's Cherry Garcia. Or the sugar wafers from Safeway. The really shitty ones. Um, these these are all these are three of your kryptonites, right? I don't understand. Like these Is are things we, that like junk food that you like have to have. Yeah. Oh. Um, we we talked to your wife Afra. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, why I, that's why I get very specific the research. with the uh, ketchup-flavored ruffled chip. Oh, yeah. Well, 
I would marry uh, Cherry Garcia. Okay. Fuck the potato chips. Okay. And kill the kill the wafers. wafers. Yeah. Kill the wafers. Kill the wafers. I feel like the wafers yeah, never really go. had a chance. I love. Yeah. I personally also love those wafers. I right. don't know why. Eddie did introduce them as the shitty ones. Yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> skewed it. Didn't really, didn't really help. <laughs> no, I mean you know, like uh, compared to ketchup potato chips, it's, there's just nothing. Why ketchup potato chips? Because they're delicious <laughs> and they're ketchup. Oh man, yeah. I. I yeah. I mean, we went across I'm, the street to try to find a bag, but no, no, no. You got to find very specific places. Okay. Like, there's, like, I know of two places you, right you, now. Santucci's Deli, okay. Four Corners, Maryland, and the, like, uh, convenience stop sh- store in the bottom of the apartment building on South, Court- <laughs> South Courthouse so Road in Arlington. Wow. Like, that's it. That's but if you if you find them... Give them, that's that's give local. Them that's local tourism right. to yeah. to a T. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for joining us this week. That you is can, really my uh, pleasure. You can uh, our listeners can visit us or previous episodes on iTunes or wherever you guys grab your podcasts. Uh, you can check out other shows about DC like ours on FullServiceRadio.org, and you can catch us online at Shift Drink DC. Uh, we want you to send us your pictures of your shift drink on Instagram or by Twitter using the hashtag show us your shifty next week uh, we welcome back our special guest Bill Murray as we discuss picklebacks or pickle fronts I know I love this guy sick of him he's (laughs) a food genius we just got we got things to discuss alright we'll see you next week Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on mixcloud.com slash fullserviceradio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at FullServiceRDO, on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening.